This is the stinking truth. Game that uh, we're looking forward to, uh, Tampa Bay and Jacksonville. So you've got a Tampa Bay team that seems to be ascending, a Jacksonville team that really is struggling right now, and it just looks like Tampa might have that late speed to be able to win this division. I think you agree with me on that one. I guess my question is, do you look at Jacksonville as, as being in danger of coughing up their division lead? You've got Indy this weekend. Yeah. And, yeah, and Indy's, I, Indy's breathing down their neck. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any question. And I don't know if um, Trevor Lawrence is going to play this week, if he's not, if he's healthy. Um, a lot of questions about, you know, Trevor had the, the, the fumble that, I mean, you're just like, what, what do you, what, what's going on there? So, yeah, Jacksonville seems to be reeling a little bit. Uh, Indianapolis, um, I like them, man. They're fast. They hit people. Um, they scramble around on defense. You know, they're probably not ranked very good in, in several categories, but boy, they play hard. They they get to the quarterback, they create sacks, they you know, um, you know, Zaire Franklin, I think, leads the league in tackles and, and they got I think thirteen different guys who have gotten to the quarterback, uh, you know, gotten a hit or a sack on the quarterback. So they've got they've got some players, Mike. Um, and I could see them I could see them right now it's a three way tie for first place, I believe, in that division with Jacksonville, with Houston, and with Indianapolis. But I could see Indianapolis coming out of this thing on top. Um, yeah, really, really interesting. I, you know, back to the Tampa thing. Back to the Tampa thing. Early in the – I had them early in the season. Then I had Tampa following. Of games where Tampa was the opponent. So I just broke down – uh, a game against Atlanta, a game against uh, Carolina, um, where Tampa was the opponent. So I've watched the last two weeks of, of Tampa playing. And what where they are now compared to where they were early in the season, they are running the ball really well. They've got commitment to running the ball. I think Dave Canales has done a good job of basically figuring out what they could do, what they could do well and has really stuck to that. Um, and it's, it's opened up some of the play action stuff. It's opened up some of the other things that they've married really well together. And then I'll just say this about Baker watching Baker Mayfield. There are some times when like you watch him and it's, I don't want to call it lackadaisical, but there is, you know, there's not the same a sense of uh, like, there's not as much accuracy. There's not as much, uh, this is probably the wrong word, but urgency in the offense. And then when he's in critical moments, dude, he has been remarkable. End of the first half, end of the game, you know, critical third downs, like accuracy-wise and, and timing-wise and where he puts the ball has just been exceptional. Like you've seen Baker Mayfield really kind of take this growth process, if you will. Yeah. Um and I don't think right now, I don't think there's any question that, uh, in my mind, that, that Tampa is the best team in the South. And they also happen to be, in my mind, the hottest team in the South. And so I think they win that, that NFC South. I think, they, I think they lock that division up, and they're the uh, representative from the NFC South. So is, is Baker playing himself into being the long-term answer there in, in Tampa now? He's going to play – 
yeah, he's going to play himself in, into getting an opportunity to make, mm-hmm. you know, for them to decide, could he be our guy going forward? Uh, I think the way he's played here recently, like I said, in the last three or four weeks, man, I think he's been really, really good. So, yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think, Blake, you know, and this was supposed to be, remember, this was a Tom Brady's gone, Gronk is yep. gone, tear it down. You know, we're, we're way over the cap. We don't have the money, blah, 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 blah. Let's just get a gap piece quarterback in here who's been with three different teams. This is his fourth different team. Like, we're just going to survive the season, you know, see if we can, you know, you know, be respectable, develop some young players, and then see where it goes. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, man, like, this cat's playing pretty well. And, yep. and when we support him correctly, you know, we, we got a chance to be decent. Yeah, I think they're going to – I think they're just getting – They're, I think they're the best team in the South, and I think they're they're kind of peaking at the right time. I don't know if you saw it. Dean Blandino, the head, uh, former head of officiating for the NFL, now a rules analyst on, uh, on Fox, came out and said that there have been more offensive offside penalties called this year than in the previous 11 years combined. Right. So there's been a clear, clear emphasis on calling it the most celebrated one, the Kadarius Tony during the Kansas city game. Well, we saw it here in Denver last week when they, they had a guard right. line up that uh, negated a touchdown. Uh, Blandino said that it's a result. It's a point of emphasis because of the Philly tush push. Right. Why? Why? Um, cause a lot of people are complaining about it. Um, you know, Jason Kelsey got called the other day for moving the ball up. Um, he moved it up a good foot or so, like every center grabs it, moves it a little bit. And, you know, and that's always been something it's funny cause I did a Philly game against Arizona and I did a Philly game against Washington and both of the coaches said, Hey, watch this is a point of emphasis. I have alerted both officiating crews that Jason Kelsey does this all the time. And, you know, he's cheating, essentially gaining six inches or eight inches of real estate on, you know, on third and one or fourth and one situations. And so this has been a, uh, you know, a point of emphasis, but um, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not sure why, like, like people are like, it's unfair and it's, it, nobody can defend it, mm-hmm. but nobody else seems to be able to run it the same. Right. And ultimately, you know, a lot of people want it, want, a lot of people want it banned. Right. But and the NFL is interesting that way. Like you can't pull a guy across the line of scrimmage, right. If you on offense, you can't pull a guy for, but you can push him. Right. Like, and, and so, right. but you can't do that on the defensive side. You can't, use one guy as a battering ram and push another guy through on short yard. Like, so if the defense lined up, Mike, and let's say, okay, we line up and our linebackers line up with their hands on the butt of the defensive lineman and they try to shove the defensive line, that would be a foul. You couldn't do that on the defensive, but yet you can do that on the offensive side. Right. So they've got some, I don't know. They just, there's some, Here's what it boils down to. Defensive players are dumb and we don't care about them. And offensive players are smart and we like them. That's basically, that's basically the theory behind the way the NFL operates. You ready for our picks? You uh, opened up a little bit of a distance on me last week. I I did. I went three and oh, 
you went uh, one and two. Yeah. Therefore, I am. Uh, I think I'm. I'm two and a half. Two yeah, and a half game lead over me. Lead. I don't have. I don't have it sitting in front of me, but I think I am. Uh, I think I'm like twenty three sixteen and one, and um, you're not. So it's something of that nature. Let's say I'm much better than you is what I'm trying to say, and it's pretty much. If you'd like to concede, I'll. I will accept. No. I will. I will no. accept you waving the white flag, and we can start over again. But no. you're okay. Right. You haven't clinched. You haven't clinched yet. So uh, keep talking there, big guy. All you right. go ahead. You go first. All right. Here's my. I will give you my picks. I've got the the Bengals over the Steelers minus two. I'm taking the Bengals. We've got the Lions over Minnesota minus three. Taking the Lions, and I'm taking the Rams over the Saints minus four. So uh, two, three, four is uh, is my spread there. So that there you go. That's that feels like a. At least a two and one, maybe a three and oh. We don't know for sure yet, but that's where I'm going. Well, I'll counter by taking uh, the team that I'm always shocked if you don't if you don't pick them is that San Francisco. I'll take the 49ers on the road. I mean, at home uh, to continue to uh, dominate Baltimore. This is not a knock against Baltimore. I just think that this this stage of the season going out on the road might be a little bit difficult uh, for them again. Because uh, what they were in Jacksonville last week and looked really mm-hmm. good going back out on the road again. I think eventually that catches up with you. So I'll take San Francisco minus the five and a half. I'll take Miami uh, in the battle of the underachievers. I'll take the uh, Dolphins minus one and a half against Dallas. And then I'll go with Chicago uh, showing some some fight down the stretch here. I'll take the uh, Bears minus the four against uh, Arizona. All right. I like it. I love it. All right, we'll see exactly how that goes. That feels like one and two again for you. Jeez. That's what it feels like.